From a galaxy not too far from here, this is Going Rogue. I am Andrew DiMolanta. Thank you so much for joining us on uh, our continuous Road 2 celebration. Um, last week, we had Alex and Molly Damon on. Thank you so much for them for coming on. But today, I am joined by someone that changed my perspective on balance in the force. I never thought I'd say that. I uh, found him on TikTok. We, we connected and we started started going back and forth. He was schooling me on all of his knowledge. I thought I, I knew a lot about Star Wars, but this guy puts me in the sham sometimes makes me my brain feel real small so it is element seven um thank you for joining joining me man thanks for having me i'm uh it's it's a pleasure to be here and uh you're you're kind of like overselling the knowledge <laughs> like i didn't really school you so like there's there's a difference between like trivia yeah. people and like the people who study the lore and stuff so like you could probably you could probably mollywop me <laughs> in Star Wars trivia, but you know, all I'm concerned about is lore accuracy and like the interpretation of the lore. And that's all that's, yeah. I don't, I don't profess to know everything about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. We had that conversation when I was on dyad with you and, uh, and Chaco. It's like, yeah, there's different ways to know Star Wars. I know there's um, people that are actually in uh, this trivia show that, that I'm a part of that, um, they talk about Star Wars every week. Ken Napsok, Joseph Scrimshaw, the guys from uh, Resistance Broadcast actually made their way in last season. And they're like, yeah, it's a different muscle. Like you can talk yeah. about Star Wars all day long. And then but once you get into the ring, and it's like, wait, who plays that? <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's definitely different ways of knowing Star Wars. And I've just leaned more towards the trivia aspect of it um, in the past three years. So, yeah, for sure. Like if you asked me like actor names and behind the scenes stuff, I would like have to be silent for like 20 minutes before I say, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I believe I did a trivia a year ago where one of the questions was like about Darth Vader's behind the scenes stuff. And like, it took me like, it took me like 30 seconds to finally be like, Oh wait, it was like uh, David prose. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's stuff that I don't typically study. So so um, usually for, for these episodes, we're, we're, we're going to get into celebration talk because that's why we're here. It's the road to celebration. The, the yeah. whole point of this series is to reconnect with old friends that I've met through uh, different uh, medias and uh, obviously through the Schmodown, but um, also to connect with newer friends uh, like you and people I've met um, through TikTok. So I wanted to just get to know because I don't want to like show up at celebration and be like, hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> It'd be awkward. Yeah, I want to get to know new people that I've met and, and usually interact with for like the most part, interact with on a daily basis through the app. Really like what we want to start off with is what, where does uh, your Star Wars journey begin? How did you get into the, the franchise? Who introduced you to it? I don't remember. I don't remember when it, ex when it exactly began, but my brother is the one that introduced it to me um via the vhs of a new hope uh and then uh empire strikes back and return of the jedi uh i think it was empire strikes back was the one that kind of really propelled me into the world of world building and fantasy like of course i'd seen things like willow and uh legend with tom cruise in it and we we'd uh watched fantasy before but Nothing really struck a chord with me until Obi-Wan said in uh, A New Hope. It's as if a million voices cried out and suddenly vanished. And I was like, well, what is this all of a sudden? Like, what's he sensing? And then we got to Empire Strikes Back and met Yoda. And the world grew exponentially from there. Uh, and I started thinking about the Force and... You know, as we all do, we started trying to use it on our remotes. 
Um, <laughs> but then like, yeah, it, it just kind of spiraled upward from there. And, uh, I guess I've been part of the, the star Wars journey for 30 years. So, um, I I'm 36. So yeah, it was around that, that age that I had watched it. Um, the first, the first star Wars theater experience was the phantom menace uh and that was an absolute blast um i've been with star wars ever since yeah. i asked molly and damon and, Ale- and uh alex damon this last week do you ever miss the waiting in lines for for movie tickets and for obviously it's digital now like we have to like i told you guys like when uh force awakens came out i had like three laptops in front of me like hitting refresh just because we every year we would go and with me and like 10 of the friends we'd take up an entire row of seats because i like i'd buy as many tickets as i could and we do that. And for the last time I remember doing that was for Force Awakens. We had to wait in line for our seats because after that, it was assigned seating oh, like every yeah. year. So do you ever miss that? Like just that that feeling no. of like, no. I mean, <laughs> so my relationship with waiting in lines is like that of snow. Like I come from, like I grew up in the Bronx in New Jersey and, and I come from there and then I moved to California 2006. So my relationship with snow is that I love snow. I enjoy playing in it, but when it comes to driving in it and shoveling it, that's where I draw the line. And so in terms of waiting in line, it's like the anticipation, the anticipation, the, the hype and the fact that you can share that with so many people is, is breathtaking. It's compelling. But at the same time, you're like, I just want to like, you want to go in there. Um, and like the state of movie theaters today, and this is this is aside from like, you know, the pandemic and stuff, but yeah, the state of movie theaters is reserved seating and you get your tickets and then you go in and, and you have your experience. So I think um, more recently, the, the theater going experience has largely happened in the theater versus in the, in the yeah, lines, in the hallways. Yeah. yeah I'm, it's like looking at a mirror because I I lived when I was introduced to Star Wars, I lived in Washington State at the time, so Snow Days was was a, was was basically Star Wars Day for Andrew. And like I tell my wife all the time, she's like, "Oh, she's only seen snow like twice in her life," um, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh man, it must be so much fun." It's like, yeah, it's great to visit, but then the yes. shoveling and the you know putting the chains on the on the on the car tires and make sure you. We I always joke, we always try to like because we lived on a hill, and I was like, "Are we going to make it up the hill this time?" And we didn't have to be at the park, the the car at the bottom, the, the hill, and then walk up. And we didn't, we hated walking up the, the snow. Going, get into the celebration talk. How, how many celebrations have you been to? Is this your first one, or have you? This will be my first one, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. As 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 much as I've been a Star Wars fan, and as much as I am like a quote unquote lore master, <laughs> uh, I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge. Neither has Chaco. Oh which no. Is the other half of my dyad. <laughs> Um, he has been to Celebration 2015. I think that was the Force Awakens one. Yeah, that was um, back in Anaheim. So like, it, it, it's it's always been like a it's a, like a pain point for me that I haven't really participated in the fandom as much as others have. Um, so this will be the first time, and this is also the first time that I actually have like a social media presence of like doing oh, things yeah. as well. So. 
Uh, it's a, it's a, I guess it's the five year span of firsts. I've said it to everybody that if it, like the first time, and then I'm envious of people of their first time of anything, especially if it's watching Star Wars. Like we all have that experience with like the newer stuff that's coming out, like you know with uh, Boba Fett and the on like Mandalorian with Obi Wan coming out the day before Celebration. It's like that excitement's there, but like I'm envious of the people that have never seen Star Wars. Like I wish I can go back and, yeah. and experience that again because like the last time I did that or uh, I I saw that. Um, is somebody that's my age is my wife. My wife, my wife's first the uh, theatrical experience for Star Wars was Force Awakens, and then it just that's awesome. yeah. So because we were dating, she's like, I, I, I know, Dar- I know about Darth Vader. Yeah, he's like Luke's daddy. Yeah, okay. And I joke which is like, odd because you get all these stories of people experiencing it for the first time. Like, how do they, you know, when they get to that part, how do they have that reaction? Like, how do they like? avoid the spoilers for so long yeah maybe of course it was just like willingly they were just like i don't care about star wars so they kind of shut out those details that have been talked about in like memedom and all of fandom but it, it's crazy seeing someone's first time yeah it's awesome but like i there's nothing like celebration i've been to a couple of other things i went to con well, was not a con it was megacon out in Orlando. i think it was 2016 and it was cool and then it's like there's a couple star wars things here and there there's uh, you know I'm, other than star wars i like marvel so i was like oh there's a bunch of marvel cosplayers all over the place but then i got to celebration orlando was my first one and it was a, a huge like just like experience like that camaraderie that immediate connection with everybody was just so magical um, because I have yet, I've yet to meet those. All the, we we both are fully aware of the toxic fans that are out there on yeah. on social media. I've yet to meet one of those at Star Wars Celebration. I it's, I'd imagine that the the they draw the line at spending upwards of a hundred hundreds yeah. of dollars, yeah. to express their hatred. Yeah, because like you you bump into people and it's like, oh, I don't like the as the sequels as much people don't but then you you end up talking about the prequels or you go talk about the originals or clone wars or whatever or your or their cosplay or anything like that so it's always something that i, I told this story um when it was it was in chicago i went for celebration chicago i couldn't get into the big uh which one movie was it, it was rise of Skywalker uh panel couldn't get into that one um so i ended up sitting in the hallway with my wife on watching the panel on a tablet this girl comes walking by and she she couldn't get in the panel either, and she, her phone died. She's like, "Oh, do you mind if I watch the panel with you?" Never met this person. And I'm like, "Sure, go ahead." And, and it's like I said, it's that immediate like connection with somebody. They like you don't mind some stranger coming up and watching something with you for an hour in a hallway, like with your tablet on a bench. So it's just that that uh just that feeling of being around fans that love it as much as you do that I really really enjoy um celebration for so this this is gonna be this is looking to be one of like the most memorable and unique first times for me because it's not my first like you know i've been to anime cons i've been to e3 and in because i'm in the industry i've been to gdc and all of those conventions and trade shows are tame because they had they serve a particular purpose um anime cons can be can be you know a little on the the rowdy side as well but like <laughs> i i imagine because we did put in an application for the podcast stage as well for diet and the force so if it ends up being my first celebration where i you know broadcast live from the podcast stage for the first time as well it's going to be crazy and my anxiety is going to go <laughs> through the roof <laughs> speaking of, of like panels like are you what are there any like other panels like you're excited to get? Obviously, like the big main, we haven't 
uh, been announced what ones they're we're getting yet. Are you looking forward to like seeing any of the smaller panels um, uh, while you're there? Help me out here since you've been there before. What typically is like the panels that they do have aside from like the main stage? Yes. Yeah, so like, the main stage is obviously always like the big things. Like it's been like the movies, this uh, like the TV series. Clone Wars has been big. Uh, Rebels has been big back then. Obviously the movies um, that are on the main stage. There's always like one big panel every day on the main stage. Um, but then there's the smaller ones that I always always like try to seek out. I went to the book panels. They had all the authors from uh, oh. uh, those. Those th- those ones I really enjoyed um, because I remember one year I went and what was it? Uh, Timothy Zahn's first Thrawn, novel, the canon one, the first Thrawn novel had just come out, and uh, Timothy Zahn was there. All the, uh, Chuck Wendig was there. All like I think there's like five other five to six other authors were all there. I'm like this is awesome. They're all just talking about you know their books and stuff. And they're giving something away. And it's like, all right, look under your seat. If you have Timothy Zahn's uh, card under your seat, you get a, a free signed copy of Thrawn. And I was like, oh, I was one seat off. I was like, oh, damn. Dang. No. That, mu- that, was, that must have been rough. But it was just stuff like that. There was a, another one, like uh, there was the cantina scene with Pablo Hidalgo. He went over just stuff that I, I, I really enjoyed watching, like the tertiary characters in the back. This is the person's name. This is who played them. And stuff like that. Just small little like, panels like that i like to try to get into um but i think this year again i think they're doing like a lottery system because they introduced that in chicago that was i think a lot of everybody i talked to really likes the lottery system because um you don't have to wait overnight for wristbands to get into the panel the very next day so you probably enjoy that no lines <laughs> well less lines right. they're still waiting in line but like it, it it's all done through the app i would recommend like maybe getting familiar with the app before you head over there because it, it, it was a little clunky to get through I think they did that, did something similar with the most recent E3 too, where a lot of like the, the lines, uh, to play games was handled through, like you would sign up on the app and then it would just give you a notification that your, your seat is available. And then you you could, you had like a time limit to, to get there and then get through your session and then leave. And so there wasn't like big lines. I think it was the first E3 that they had done amidst um like the the scare or the pandemic so i i I mean if it's anything similar to that i'm all for it like just kind of sign up for the ones you like and then you'll uh the app will handle everything else yeah and and you can plan your day out too i think that was another big like plus because like if you got into one of the bigger panels like all right i gotta rush to get to this other panel and then the line would be around the the block for the other panel you get to it's like well i missed out on my opportunity with this one you just reserve your seat and then head over there it just depends on how early you get there then if you don't get there early enough then you get a bad seat that's that, that, mm-hmm. that's the, the downfall but they, they've been running it pretty seamlessly for the past like uh couples i've been to because i was or the orlando celebration was like i was absolute newbie to to cons like it was my first like full-blown con that i ever went to and i was like a little overwhelmed like i was really green so i was, I was standing in line for this for uh one with dave filoni and they're like where's your wristband I'm like what wristband it's like you're supposed to wait overnight and get your span. Like, oh, I don't have that. It's like, well, you can't get it. I think one of the panels that I would love to be to to go to if they do have one is one with Filoni and the the story group mm-hmm. and kind of talking about the lore. Yeah, I think the they. Lore. Yeah, I think that they did have one last time, and I just couldn't get into it because it was just the day is like so jam packed full of things that so you can lose yourself. Like one, I'll, I'll take like one day just to wander the floor and 
talk to people about their cosplay and, and stuff like I did that one year in Orlando. I just I interviewed a bunch of like cosplay people like how oh, like how long it take you to do this, um, how many pieces and stuff like that. And I am I am dressing up this year because, um, you know, it's been it's been a while since we had a celebration. And I, I didn't I bailed on the last one that I had planned. Um, so I was like, I got I have to make up for, for that and go and dress up at least two days. I have two two um, cosplays planned for that. And you, if you're familiar with my my uh, my TikTok page, you know exactly which ones they are. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm bringing my Jedi robes, too. I will be going as um, the token Asian Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I, Whichever have, one exists is canon. Yeah, you'll have one. You have one more there with you. I mean, just depend, depends on which day you go as and, and dress up, because that's another thing you got to plan out. I've, I've uh, learned with uh, talking to other cosplayers, oh, like right. plan, plan out which days you want to go. Because I think that's a big reason why I didn't do my cosplay last time was I spent the first full day there. I'm like, God, this is a lot. Do I want to be in this outfit all day long this next day? And that's I think that's true. I think that's why I, uh, I bailed on it. But I uh, have to like bring a bag of holding so that you can change out of it. That's, that's one thing. It also day. depends on what because I might be on a couple of panels depending on what day they are. Um, so I, I can for the for especially for one of them, I can't be in full Jedi garb or or on solo outfit maybe it might play into it but (laughs) (laughs) do you ever see yourself going to galaxy's edge in the near future so it's a requirement at this point like i'm like poked and prodded uh in the community all the time for like we have people going there daily sometimes people in florida who are just going to disney world like every week and it's like a, it's almost a meme at this point or a running gag that me and Chaco have never been to Galaxy's Edge. We are like, you know, big Star Wars fans and haven't been there before. So uh, it's definitely on our list, especially, especially as the dyad, we, we, we plan to, to take a trip to Galaxy's Edge um, and possibly do a live from there. Like a lot oh, of things cool. are are like framed in this social media thing now, which is odd. Like before this all happened i would have gone and not really worried about what i would do in terms of content but yeah. now we have to think about that you know you know looking at your videos and looking at your backgrounds and stuff like that you seem to be a bit of a collector are you looking to get any kind of like special merch while you're there or have you spent enough money already on the tickets and because it's not like uh, you have to fly out there like i have to like i just just booked our hotel and flight and it's like oh god i already spent enough money I'm not a I'm not a huge collector. I do I do get things that you know speak to me. Like I have my Vegeta um, statue. I, I have Grogu and all of these stand-ins or standees. And then I have a celebration art that was done by Dark Ink, I think. And but like I don't typically go out there and just collect everything of a thing. It's just something that is whether I like it or not. So if I'm there, I'm probably going to get some Yoda merch for sure, because Yoda is my favorite character and everyone calls me Yoda. Um, so when I get there and I see the merch, no, maybe 30 plus people will come up to me and just be like, looking. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends on what type, like, cause like you can wander the, the showroom floor, which like, like there's private vendors there. Um, there might be a couple of people that I follow on TikTok that might be there selling their stuff which i'm excited to to do but then there's the exclusive merch store which you have to wait like you have to get there super early to get it because i think that's the one thing you can't reserve on the app is getting into mm. the exclusive store i've never been able to get in and but is that the store that they have on the website right now or 
That's yes just celebration and, that you can order? Yes and no. So there's the exclusive digital uh, store that you can get, in, I, I believe. And then there's the stuff that they could be selling only at celebration. So you got to like wait in line to get into the store. There was one year that I, I wanted to get in, but I couldn't. They're selling the Lando shirt from Solo, mm. the pattern that he's wearing at the end of the show or the movie. And then it's like a dress, a button up shirt that had that pattern. I'm like, oh, I want one. I'm, and I was never, never able to get in. But what um, about the cape? A cape? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give it a try. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try it, just depending on like what, like how early I have to get there and what actually is gonna be sold. Because, like I said, I have already spent far too much money on this trip. Because you know, flight from Orlando to there, and then I have been spending money on my cosplay. I'm still waiting for a couple pieces to come in. My wife is killing me. She's like, "How much?" Was that? <laughs> it's not as much as you think. I'm very, very thrifty with my, my cosplay shopping. Um, it's definitely an investment. Yeah. I, I I count myself fortunate for being here in the vicinity of Anaheim that I can just drive down. So I mean, uh, my thoughts are with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also trying to figure out like how am I going to pack all this stuff? Because like two outfits, um, are they going to? Because I got a I got a, a 3D printed DL44. I'm like, are they going to stop me for that thing? <laughs> Is TSA going to like what's that? So I'm kind of, I'm trying to like figure out how I'm going to get it all there. Do I like just not bring the blaster or it's just all this kind of Ooh, stuff that I'm thinking that I'm yeah. not. And like, how am I going to fit my, my lightsaber blade in my luggage? It's just like logistical things like that. And I'm trying to like, trying to think of how I'm going to do it. So, cause it was yeah. very, it was, it was very convenient when it was in Orlando. It's like, oh, I can just, cause like when we were there, uh, I just drive, drive out there to the convention center and spend all day there. And my wife's like, I'm going to go home. So it's like, all right, I'll see you, see you at dinner. So I spent all day by myself in lines. <laughs> so it's very convenient, but she's she's coming around on that. But um, speaking of, of, of like the Jedi cosplay, so you said you were going to dress up at least one day because I'm trying to plan my, my stuff. Like I said, I'm trying to plan stuff around like so we can like take pictures with everybody that, that I've met online and stuff. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure when everyone is planning to dress up. I guess uh, I mean, you're you're going to we're, we're going to have to invite you to the 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 celebration server that that we have where everyone's kind of planning things um there there's a cosplay channel that we can you know discuss when everyone's going to meet up and be dressed up but i i definitely don't plan to to be there to be dressed up more than one day i think <laughs> i think it's enough yeah we'll see we'll see it's it's something that we play by ear so um speaking of of like just because you, like you said, like your social media has really influenced like how much like you're diving into Star Wars now. Like you said, like uh, from what I hear, it's like this because I found you this what like last year, or was it was it last year or this year? I think it was last year. Um, yeah, it might, might have been like my, last year, as in like maybe couple end of, months. Yeah, like like November, October, October November, yeah. December, like the the latter half of of the year, like. Um, how long has that been going? Like, is this something that you just like really super got into in the past couple of years? Or, um, was it something that you've been trying to get through? Cause I've been on YouTube since 2013 and never, never took off. I used to review mu movies on this channel and I used to do, I try to do a bunch of like short stuff. Like TikTok has really like been the most successful platform I've been a part of. I've never reached as many followers as quickly as I had on any other platform, but TikTok. It's it's been going for a while. I, I, I have the same story as you. I've been on YouTube for uh, how many? I haven't counted the years since maybe like 2013, 2014. I was on there and, and I started I started, you know, 
reacting to and covering and breaking down like rebels episodes um game of thrones walking dead uh, you know i started pretty pretty uh broad in terms of pop culture and i i reviewed star wars stuff too in the movies and 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 i point to this every time someone thinks that i'm like shifting or shilling um is that uh no you can you can see my day one review of the last jedi i absolutely loved it um and i and i called it the best thing since empire strikes back and uh this is this is a view that i've held since i saw it and it's not something that i've shifted for clout or popularity i think in terms of like the proliferation of my social media presence it's been the last two years i think it i think it propelled um, we were, st- we were in the pandemic for sure. I had posted my first couple of videos that winter, um, before it started. And then, and then we were in the, the thick of it. And I, you know, from 10,000 to 20,000 to 30,000 over a couple of, uh, weeks. And then the next couple of months, 80 to a hundred, and then, by the time it was maybe 10 to 12 months into my first year, I was at 130. So it's, it's, it's kind of grown really fast in a short amount of time. I consider two years, a short amount of time in terms of like social media influence. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to kind of transition or at least, um, funnel people from TikTok to YouTube and, trying to make it like a a broader brand um i'm trying to make dyad a brand um with choco i'm hoping in the in the future we we have a bigger presence with lucasfilm and dyad and the force is as big as you know like the schmodown or something (laughs) like that you know because we're we're imagining like the dyad studios where we we have a whole bunch of shows and you know we're liberally taking inspiration from you know geek and sundry and all the all of these brands that have different little things that they do but that's that's the end game um so this definitely happened really really fast and yes it did kind of propel me to participate more in the fandom not just not just speaking about star wars but participating in the 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 celebration and stuff yeah do you find like that struggle because like I've noticed that like a lot of my original stuff on like TikTok and stuff doesn't do as well as what made me popular with most the the with the two thousand people that follow me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time it's like I, I, like I was following, you, I was like, God, this guy's got like close to two hundred thousand. I'm only I'm stuck right below three. I'm close to three thousand right now. So it's like I get I, like every time I, I I tell myself that like I always talk to like other people um that have a big following They're like imagine a room full of th- a thousand people that's a lot of people so it's like i always have to constantly remind myself like two thousand people is a lot of people that like your stuff so it's not a small number yes and, and you know as someone with with the amount that i have there are people with millions yeah and that that like in and of itself is 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 a gap that you can't fathom yeah but do you ever find yourself thinking like, why do people like, uh, why is it that people like the shorter form content and rather than, cause like the longer form, like things like this, like podcasting does better on YouTube for me than does the short things and vice versa for TikTok. The short, like funny little joke things seem to do really well, but the original like Star Wars commentary 
stuff on my page doesn't do nearly as well. Do you ever find yourself like struggling, like fig- trying to figure out that puzzle ever? Um, I think the only puzzle I'm trying to figure out is why more people aren't uh, funneling into my YouTube. I, I could probably kind of take a, gan- uh, take a guess as to why that might be like TikTok isn't pushing um the videos that i'm promoting youtube on like for the f the for you page but for the most part i think i've realized that you know there's there's different forms of consumption they're different platforms obviously they're different platforms but in the case of tiktok it is not an opt-in system you you open up the you open up tiktok you're either on the following page or the for you page and you're just scrolling through and you're hitting every single video that you come across, and that's one view, no matter what. Um, now, what what determines if that that video does well is if you stick around and watch the whole video and you like and engage, but you're more or less just hitting all of those videos. Whereas on YouTube, it is an opt-in. So you post a video, even if, if, even if, if someone's subscribed to you, they have to look at their subscription feed and click into the video. So when you're following someone on TikTok, you'll scroll through and hit their video no, um, yeah, no at matter some what. point. Yeah. But then it reaches kind of like this critical mass where you're following like 2,000 people. And are you going to scroll through 2,000 videos until you reach every single person you're following? And that's why some videos don't do well. Sometimes you will disappear from someone who's following, who's following you. Like I'm, I'm sure you'll you've gotten a comment or two, or maybe in your in your time on doing TikTok, someone has said, "I haven't seen you in a while," mm-hmm. and I'm just like, well, "I've been here. I've been doing these videos yeah. every every day." So yeah, I think um, there there there's a certain quality of subscriber on YouTube and a quality of of follower on TikTok, where the followers on TikTok will see your videos and they will scroll through your the videos. They don't have to opt in on it. But but then the quality of the follower is someone who's following like 5,000 other people, creators, and then that creates like, you know, what's the frequency with which they're going to land on your videos? Like they, they now have 5,000 different people to scroll through. Who are your go-to like star? No pressure on saying certain names, obviously, but uh, who are your like go-to like stay, staying within like the Star Wars community that we that we've built on, on the platform? Like, who are like your go-to like if I don't see this person today? Every day that I open TikTok, I have to check what what Chaco has done yeah. because we're because there's huge overlap with what we do, and nine times out of ten, we will have done the same video because our you know our audience is asking the same questions and we're answering the same questions um so i always check what what he's done especially after i've posted mine and then i check and see if it, if if the dyad is still strong <laughs> and we're the, talking on the, about on the, the same, same wavelength stuff. yeah <laughs> i don't know if there's i don't know if there's anyone that like i i i really like watch religiously on tiktok to be honest because because when I open up TikTok and I go through my following feed, I I just enjoy watching everyone yeah. that I scroll through. I don't have a particular person that I that I search out and be like I have to watch their content, um, which which might you know hurt some feelings. Like I don't check up with with a lot of people, but you know this is a large community, and 
And this is the first time I'm part of a community where for the large part, everyone is a creator, right? Yeah. Most, most of the time you're an influencer or you're a creator and you have an audience and you talk to that audience. But when everyone else is a creator, you're trying to keep up with everything else that everyone's creating. So if I follow that person and I'm liking their videos, I'm enjoying their content. It's not to say that I'm not searching out people or I'm not interested in the videos. It's just that um, I enjoy all of the videos that I see that come across my feed. And you will know if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very civil answer. I'll, I'll accept it. But um, how often do you get annoyed with answering the balance and the force? Like, just nonsense. Because, like, there's been several times, where, like I said, like when you'll show up on my feed and it's like, he's answering this question again or he's he's having to explain it again. Like, how often do you, like... Just like, I don't want to do this video again. You just go to my page or just like, just like point at a screenshot. It's like, watch this video. Do you ever get annoyed at that? I, you know what? I used to get annoyed on the daily, but there came a point in time where I accepted the fact that no matter how many people saw a video, not everyone's has seen it. Like my, so I have a video that's showing that Count Dooku did have Sith eyes. Um, if you if you search all across Google, you'll see a lot of people believe that Count Tuku never had Sith eyes, and it was it's like this argument that they use to kind of argue that Count Tuku wasn't fully consumed by the dark side. Uh, just another one, another one of those gray Jedi things that that pop up every once in a while. But no, he had Sith eyes, and I think that one is close to eight hundred thousand views. And I wish I had those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but then like you you think about it, and that's that's barely a a, a drop in the pond in terms of like seven billion people, and especially the fandom of Star Wars. So there's going to be at least a couple more million that haven't seen that video and still think that he doesn't have Sith eyes. So when it comes to balance in the Force, I answer it genuinely, thinking that that person has not seen the videos. Uh, or that person is watching a, a video that um, is factually incorrect. And there are people who make factually incorrect videos because, you know, a lot of lore is jumbled with legends, continuity, and some people, I'm not going to name names, but some people make videos that say, hey, the Jedi kidnap children, but they really don't. <laughs> and it, and it, And it's the difference between people believing that stuff versus people coming back and saying hey here is the citation from where where i come from this is where the information comes from um and i just gotta i just gotta keep doing it it's gonna you know <laughs> reach a, a volume where at least the majority of people are now yeah. on the same wavelength yeah the world needs to know what balance truly is <laughs> do you think do you think it has because I, I actually responded to one of your videos about this um i think this is really when we connected um on the app was that i i think the root of the problem or the issue is the the word itself balance we hear the word mm -hmm. balance and it's like oh equal parts of something and i think what if not the word balance what do you i think i actually asked you this like what words you would you use instead of balance I think you thought of this or you, or someone had a comment on your video. Um, I like harmony. Oh, yeah. I think that's what I, I said. like. Tranquility. I, I, I also like, um, well, it's all about flow for me. So 
I'd have to find something that kind of exemplifies freedom of movement and unrestricted, unrestricted things. Um, but I, I understand why Lucas used balance because um, there is the natural cycle. There is the, the balance between life and death, but you know, death of course isn't in equal parts to life. Otherwise populations wouldn't, yeah. you know, increase and proliferate. So life does exist. It, it does flourish amidst the balance with death, um, but it's not an equal balance. And so, but, but, but of course the, the major or the majority people think balance is equal parts. So that is creating some kind of um, confusion. But, you know, if, if we were to go forward from today and call it harmony in the force, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. So it's just to steer back to celebration just before we close out this episode. Um, are there any like big announcements that you're looking forward to? Because they always drop something huge on us in celebration. I've been hearing things like an animated show is coming around the corner, which that they had been hinting at that people have been speculating like, oh, a, a Skywalker animated show I've heard here and there. But like, is there anything that you like you want to hear about? There's a lot of things I would like to hear about. Um, not the least of which is possibly confirmed casting for Ahsoka, oh, yeah. maybe a confirmed Menemasud, because I, I really like that casting for Ezra. Um, a confirmed uh, Lars Mikkelsen for, for Thrawn. That would be uh, great. And uh, I, think, I, think, I think we're due for maybe an animated show or a show set in the High Republic. I think after, the fa- after Phase 1, how successful that's been in that world that they've built. Yeah. I think it doesn't necessarily have to be an adaptation either. It could be in the era with some of the characters that we're familiar with. Just the story is original. Uh, So that's like, I think, I think the high Republic is the one thing because outside of the old Republic, it's my favorite era now in star Wars. So I think that's the one thing that I want new content from is the high Republic. Yeah. That's gonna be cool. So aside from news and, and all that, what are you looking forward to most at Celebration? Like just if you were to describe like, I really hope that this happens or something like uh, of, the, of the nature, like what are you looking forward to when May 26th comes and you're walking the, the, the floor? And like, what are you looking forward to? Probably, I don't think we're going to get a trailer, but maybe a trailer for Rogue Squadron. I don't know. Is it is it in principle? Uh, I don't think it's in principle. It got right delayed. I had this conversation last week with, uh, <laughs> and it was like, oh, it was supposed to come out next year. And it was supposed to be filming this year. It's going to get pushed back again because they were yeah. supposed to be in principle production uh, this year, and they haven't even started filming. You're going to tell me it's going to come out next year? Not going to yeah. happen. It's going to be get delayed. I would say give it like if. Patty Jenkins doesn't want to want to doesn't have the time to do it. Give um Bryce Dallas Howard the, the reins. She yes. every, every episode that she's directed, I'm like, especially with like spacecraft flying, like that looks awesome. The the choices that she's making is is fantastic. Give her the rings. Get whatever whatever you have. Just let let her let her take over because she's been really impressing me with what she's been been able to do with uh Mando and Boba Fett. So yeah, she hasn't missed. Yeah, it's it's been great. So I mean, I would I would. I would accept uh, a title and a premise mm-hmm. for Taika Waititi's Star Wars. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Like you know, I've been saying for the longest time, the treatment of that logo that they revealed at uh, Investors yeah. Day looks prehistoric, and and just screams Dawn of the Jedi to me. 
Um, and so like, as much as I want a high Republic story, if it's like a one-off movie about the beginnings of the force, I'm all about that. That'd be great. I think we'll go ahead and wrap up uh, this episode here. Thank you so much for joining me, man. It's been, it's been great to get to know you through TikTok, but to actually sit down and talk with you about, you know, everything is awesome. And I hope we can do it in person when we finally do meet each other in yeah. person. I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most is just connecting with people again, um, old friends and new ones. So absolutely, it's going to be great. So thank, thank you. you for, yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm also looking forward to speaking to everyone at Star Wars Celebration. You know, this is going to be the first time, like I've hung out with a lot of people, Chaco, Bariqua Wookiee, if you know them on TikTok and uh, Chris Anthe, who does Star Wars Music Minute. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be my, my first time meeting up with a whole bunch of people who started off as followers. Uh, for me and then turned into mutuals and then now are uh, a vibrant community of family members nice. yeah so if you guys are not familiar with uh, element seven where can they find you online like your youtube page and all your socials you can find me on tiktok uh at underscore element seven underscore twitter same thing underscore element seven underscore instagram underscore element seven underscore underscore <laughs> underscore gang if you don't if you're not part of the underscore gang you're horrible i'm just kidding uh and then of course on youtube.com uh, slash element seven s or you could just go to seventh element.net slash youtube to find me yeah. element seven was taken sorry i remember you telling me like you try to emphasize the underscore the element seven <laughs> s yeah yeah so or yeah or you could just type it in the search box to element seven yeah that's awesome go go check out everything that he does it's, it's highly informative and educational as especially as a lifelong star wars fan i don't i'm surprised at some of the things i learned on browsing your page so it's it's fantastic stuff as for me you guys you can follow me on uh, twitter and instagram at drew dimalanta d-i-m-a-l-e-n-t on tiktok at rogue leader drew regular rogue leader was taken so i had to add on, on the drew there um please uh if you're listening to audio form please follow feed and rate us and if you're watching on youtube like comment subscribe hit the bell notification in the lower right hand corner to see when we do things on every monday it's beyond the schmodown sometimes on fridays we have been very very bad about doing uh radcast so we'll try to get back on that track but it's gonna be busier now that i'm interviewing interviewing a bunch of star wars friends so Thank you again for everybody for joining us on this episode of Going Rogue. We'll see you next time. May the Force be with you, always. Bye.